Hello and welcome to Enneagram and Coffee, the podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Jane Case, and I am so happy to have coffee with you today. We are back talking subtypes today. In this particular episode, we are diving into the subtypes of type four. If you've been a friend of the podcast for a while, then you know I believe subtypes offer us way more distinction in the Enneagram types than any other element of the Enneagram. That's just my opinion, but I really do believe that's so. The work of Beatrice Chestnut is my personal favorite subtype work. So as I mentioned before in our intro episode, I will be heavily referencing her work in this series, and she knows that, and she's okay with it. I also wanted to let you know before we dive in that if you are looking for ad-free episodes, you can find those over at Patreon at patreon.com slash Enneagram and Coffee. Every week we do a bonus episode, but you also get the regular podcast unedited and ad-free a week early. Now let's dive in to the subtypes of type four. I want to be clear that if you're still getting your bearings with what type four is, then I'd encourage you to listen to my type four breakdown episode first, and then come here for this one, because you'll be missing a bit of crucial groundwork that adds much needed context to this conversation. As a refresher, there are three subtypes of each Enneagram type, social, self-pres, or sexual, or one-to-one. We use sexual and one-to-one kind of interchangeably just because sexual can make people uncomfortable, I think. So we all have all three subtypes, but typically we have one that is dominant, one that is repressed, and one that is secondary. In all of our subtypes of four, we're going to talk about their relationship to suffering related to envy. So first, I want to talk through the self-preservation type four. The title for this one that is given in the in Chestnut's book is Tenacity. This is the countertype of four. So as a reminder, countertypes are one of the subtypes of each of the numbers. It's not always the same subtype, but one of them has kind of a push-pull with the relationship of the thing we're discussing. So for this example, there's a push-pull with suffering related to envy for this particular type Four. That means that while they have the motivations of a type four, their actions may not resemble a typical type four, like what you expect a four to look like. So this type four experiences that conflict again with that envy. While they experience envy like the other type fours do, instead of comparing and feeling their suffering, they're actually more inclined to do what they need to do to get the things that they feel like they're missing or that others have which they want. So they see someone have something that they want and they kind of lights a fire in them to go and make sure that they can have it too. There's a deep drive to endure suffering without complaint. So what that means is, right, this type four might experience the suffering of envy, but there's a lot of desire here for them to be long suffering to show how much they can handle. So this type actually might value suffering without showing their hand. And again, there's that push-pull of suffering, so a hiding of their suffering, while also kind of that secret wish for someone to notice how well they are hiding their suffering. So kind of that like, oh, I see that you're going through a lot, but you don't seem to be complaining. That's what this type four tends to crave. They also can seem that masochistic is the word that is used in the book. So seeking suffering, putting themselves in positions that are harder than they have to be to prove that they can do it. You know, there's a desire to show themselves that they can make it through hard things. There's a direct quote from Chestnut in the book that I really felt nailed it. And I want to read that to you. These fours 
may also masochistically enact a need to prove themselves by working against themselves. They make efforts to get what they need and want, but unconsciously work against themselves at the same time. They can be impulsive, but they will control and inhibit their impulses to get recognition. They may want to be happy, but they experience an unconscious taboo around happiness. They spend a lot of energy on being afraid of what's happening instead of dealing with problems and making improvements. So they habitually postpone actions necessary to achieve what they want and then blame themselves for doing so. They wear themselves out seeking and striving in ways and places where they know they'll fail which ensures the perpetuation of a cycle of effort and devaluation. They may be ambitious, but they deny and work against their own ambitions, right? So there's a lot of this tension here, a lot of push-pull. So this type can look like a one or a three, although they have more up and down emotions than a typical one, even if they go unexpressed. And they tend to self-sabotage their goals, unlike a typical three who tends to really achieve what they're going for. They can also look like a t- like sevens, maybe a more sunshiny four, although they have more access to their full range of emotions than a typical seven, and they are action repressed, while the seven is going to be quick to take action. Okay, so the next subtype we're going to discuss is the social four. The title for this one is shame. This subtype of four has a desire to be seen in their suffering. This is the type most comfortable with being seen as someone who's suffering, right? There's a hope that if the suffering is understood, then their deficiencies or their failures will be much more easily forgiven. Like, I'm going through a hard time, give me a break kind of deal. This type four seeks sympathy through suffering from other people and may use their suffering as a way to feel separate or special while all the while fueling their envy of what others have, thus enhancing their suffering. So they notice what other people have, they feel like they don't have it, they crave that thing, and that feeds their feeling of I'm less than, I don't have enough, I'm suffering, I can't do the things I want to do because I'm missing something, and that just kind of fuels itself. So for the social four, there is a comfort or familiarity in suffering, like a comfortable blanket they don't want to get out from under. Like in the first thing in the morning, you know, and the air is cold and your blanket is warm and you don't want to get out. Suffering can kind of have that same level of comfort for a social four. They may seek sad music, movies, and other kind of things as a source of comfort and familiarity. Like this feels like home. This type four may hold on to the idea that their suffering may also bring about their redemption. Social fours aren't competing with others as much as they compare themselves to others and find themselves lacking. So there's not necessarily a desire to keep up, but it's just kind of like proof that they aren't good enough. They may feel guilty for having needs or preferences, and they may use their suffering as a way to get their needs met. So instead of directly asking for what they want or what they need, They may kind of lean into like, I'm having a hard time right now and try and get their needs met in like this sideways way instead of actually communicating them. A quote from Beatrice in this book is, in public social fours repress frowned upon emotions like anger or hatred, and they may appear sweet, friendly, and soft, but in private, they may express the emotions they store up in social situations and become aggressive. Generally, they prefer to swallow their own poison rather than externalize it to the people around them, and they typically have difficulty finding their place in group or in society. 
This type may be more inclined to see themselves as victims and struggle to take responsibility for their own actions or aggressiveness. So this is actually the least likely type for to miss type, just because it is kind of the most pure understanding that we have of type four. However, they can sometimes look like a type six because they may be focused on what's missing or wrong in their lives. However, they are less comfortable fitting in than a type six would be. And they spend less time in fear and more time feeling emotions related to sadness, pain, and shame. Okay, our last subtype of type four is the sexual four. The word here for this one is competition. They may not feel consciously envious as much as they focus on beating their competition. So we're talking right about all of their relationships to suffering related to their envy. So they crave something that someone else has, and then they create their suffering out of that. Now, this type four, they don't just directly think like, I'm just envious of people. Instead, they really get competitive and think about like, I need to win. I need to be on top. This type is less focused on being liked and more focused on being the best. Sexual fours make others suffer because they feel as if they have been made to suffer and so need some sort of compensation for that. So it's like, I've been hurt. You need to hurt too. This type has an extreme demand that their needs be validated and met. They rebel against any shame connected to their desires, and they focus a lot on getting their needs and getting what they want and getting it now. This type four may find themselves in kind of a demand rejection cycle. So it's like they demand what they need. They feel rejected because people feel overwhelmed by it and they lash out, which causes actual rejection, which can make the demand louder, right? Like I want what I want. There's a chance you're not going to give that to me. That makes me angry. And then someone's like, whoa, 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 your anger is too much for me. And then instead of, you know, and then it feeds itself, right? It just kind of keeps going like that. Like, no, I need you to hear me. I need to get my needs met. And then people pull away. So a quote from Beatrice from the book is, Naranjo says that this four subtype can be the angriest personality among the Enneagram types. They may express envious anger as a way to establish or assert power when they feel inferior at a deeper level, which can be a way to manipulate situations to their advantage. This kind of anger was the impulse behind the French Revolution. I envy the rich, so I'll organize a revolution. And sexual force can be very impulsive. They want things immediately and have little tolerance for frustration. Now, this type is most likely to be confused with type 8s or potentially with sexual 2s. They differ from 8s in the wider emotions they regularly feel. Naranjo points out that 8s don't often need to get angry, whereas this 4 frequently feels misunderstood or envious, so they may show anger much more often. And they differ from the sexual too because they're less oriented toward pleasing other people while they may be like very romantic and charming and direct like a sexual too might be. They are less oriented toward making other people happy. Okay, so those are our three subtypes of four. If you are a Patreon member and you are type four, let me know what your subtype is in the comments of our feed. And if you have a few moments and you're listening to the podcast and you're enjoying what you hear, just leave a little rating and review on iTunes. It does mean so much to podcasters to have positive reviews on the feed. It's how we get the podcast to new amazing listeners like you. As always, I will see you in the next episode.